Good evening, Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. This is episode 284. It is November 1st, 2021. And what you're about to hear is a podcast. It's a recording of the video series that I'm working on. And I'm going to dive into personal financial statements and why those are so important and how to fill one out. Uh, I've got a lot of sponsees that are working on trying to get their personal financial statement filled out. I've created a template that's a Google Sheets document. I'm going to walk through a video that I can post on YouTube and have in the form of a series on how to help men who are struggling with vagueness around money get more clarity and out of vagueness. So hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. Recording in progress. Hey guys, Matt Warren here. Welcome back to this video series. In this video, we're going to cover personal financial statements. What are personal financial statements? How are they useful? What in the world do I need this for? Um, And in the last video, we talked about uh, getting started. What tools do we need to get started in keeping our numbers on a regular basis? Today, the first tool that I really want to focus on and share with you is personal financial statements. So what is a personal financial statement? If you Google it, a personal financial statement is a spreadsheet that details the assets and liabilities of an individual, a couple, or a business at a specific point in time. Typically, the spreadsheet consists of two columns, with assets listed on the left and liabilities on the right. That's just a a generic definition for what a personal financial statement actually is. We're going to go over where do you put your cash, um, where do you put the different bank accounts, how do you list that, how do you list your assets, any kind of notes receivables. So if, if a customer owes you money, if a friend owes you money, um, all, all of those are considered accounts receivable. I'm going to talk about where to put those in, in the personal financial statement so that it is contributing to the asset side. Um, there's a little section for things like life insurance. If your life insurance has a cash value, some of them do, that needs to be added to your personal financial statement. Real estate, how do you handle real estate? Now, if if you're renting, renting is not, there's no asset tied to that, so you can't uh, list your home or where you reside, but if you own a home and the bank, uh, you know, has the note, even if you only own 5% of the equity in that house, uh, there's still assets there that, that can be listed. I'll show you how to handle that. Notes payable. So we'll talk about if you owe uh, different entities, whether it's credit cards or the IRS or friends and family, where does all that go in the personal financial statement? And then where does the net worth number come from? How do you calculate net worth? And why is that so important? You know, when I was a little kid and I was watching movies or uh, seeing people on TV or hearing about people in Forbes magazine that were millionaires. Uh, 
when they say that they're a millionaire or a billionaire, they're talking about the net worth. So that's the key number that I focus on. Um, assets minus liabilities equals net worth. And we'll go through some of that. So right now I'm going to share my screen and pull up the Google Doc that I've created here. Bear with me. I'm going to have to cut this out of the video and share screen. Here we go. So now you will see the personal financial statement. This is the personal financial statement that I've laid out and that I use on a regular basis. This first section on the top left-hand corner is just kind of uh, describing who's filling this out, what what relationship are you are you filing joint? You know, do you normally file your taxes jointly with a spouse or a partner? What's your occupation? That goes there. Um, the name, your address, number of a dependent. You know, if you have four childrens, uh, four children, you would put four there. Uh, occupation, and then what date? was this personal financial statement filled out. Basically, this is a snapshot. So the personal financial statement is a snapshot of the health of the, the business or the health of the uh, partnership financially. You know, it's just a snapshot at any given time. So this is where the net worth is calculated. You have the assets and the liabilities. I'm going to lower the font here just a little bit so that you can see it all. The assets and the liabilities. This is like a 30,000 foot level. These formulas here are pulling from other areas. So we'll talk about where these numbers come from and how they populate into this final spreadsheet here. So, so let's dive in. If I was filling this out personally, I would start off with who I owe. Um, most of the people that we're working with, they know exactly who they owe. They might not know what the checking account balance is, but they know who those creditors are that are calling them like crazy. So if you have credit card debt and you have other unsecured loans and people that you owe money, that goes in Schedule H. So let's start here. Um, you could put the date that you last paid them. You could put the date that you got the invoice in the mail or the, you know, the, the piece of mail from the creditor. Who does that go to? Is that American Express? Is that City Cards? Um, you know, who is it payable to? Are there any securities pledged? You know, like, is it tied to your car? Um, you can leave that blank if it's not. Original cost, you know, what what did you originally borrow from the person? That's important because if there's going to be interest added on to it or, or anything like that, it's good to know what you originally borrowed. 
if you've agreed upon a monthly payment, put that there. If you don't have that, you, you don't have to put that. The, the most important part to put is the balance due. So you could find this by calling up the company. If it's a credit card, you could call them up and say, I need to know what the payoff balance is today. Um, it's whatever the, the day, whenever you call and get that number, that's what you put the date there for. Um, tomorrow, the, that date's going to probably change as, I mean, that amount will probably change as interest is accruing, but it's just to kind of get a general idea. And just to put a number in here, if it's $100 or $100 that you owe somebody, it's important to put that in because it auto-populates here. This will pull over to the, the liability section right here. This is under liabilities, $100. You can see there it, it, it's adding up that and sending it over. And it's saying our net worth is $100. All, all the spreadsheet knows is that we owe somebody $100, so that means our net worth is a ne negative $100. So we'll move on. This is where the Schedule G, this is where we list any kind of bank or IRS or back taxes. This is where I list those, uh, uh, those amounts. So why do you break out, you know, why is it important for you to break out credit cards versus the banks? Um, many reasons, but the main reason is these guys, typically have power to sue and uh, these folks will, will send you letters to death or might be what we call inactive debt. So in, there's active debt versus inactive debt. Active debt are, are the ones that are consistently sending you letters, consistently bugging you and inactive debt are things like if you owe your dad some money or somebody that hasn't called and checked up on you for a while, you, you still know you owe them money. That's called inactive debt. I would list those here. But if it's somebody like a bank or the IRS, I like to list it right here. The balance due, again, if it's $100 to somebody, put that there, that auto-populates. You'll see here monthly payments. I've got this listed because it's important to see if you have five different creditors here and you come up with five different payment plans for each of those creditors, it's important to know how much is that going to add up to each month. And so you can see there that that adds up and right here the monthly payment for this column adds up just so it helps me to see um, am I over committing and volunteering to pay too much out of my monthly um, allowance that I have to, to repay my debt. So we'll, we'll go over that a little bit more. But you'll see here we added another $100. And if we go back over to our liabilities section of our spreadsheet, uh, this should be pulling from that. So I'm going to make it make the formula. So this is a great exercise for me to show you how to make the, the formula. So we're all we're simply doing is adding it. So we're saying equals. All I did was click on that cell and I hit equals. We're going over to this total here and we're going to hit, I'm going to grab that cell and hit enter. So you can see it adds that hundred dollars 
with that $100 and it equals $200. To, to make these different formulas or to make these cells match, you know, I don't like how it's just $100. I like the dollar sign. You could do that by clicking the one you like and then hit, hover over this. It says paint format. You want to paint that format to right here. And I clicked it one time and it made it look exactly like that. If I want to make all of these look like that, I'm going to click it and make, let's do it again. Click, bam, click, bam. So when we add numbers in there, that should change. So we've listed all of our debts now besides our house. That really is taken care of in the asset side of things. But just to recap, all of our liabilities are listed. Everything that we owe to banks, uh, car notes, to uh, other people, whether they're vendors or the neighbor down the street, all of those should have a place in, in these two categories. If you don't know the exact number and you're trying to fill it out right now, put as close as you can get and maybe highlight that cell. You can highlight the cell by just clicking it and going here and just saying orange. You know, orange means I need to come back and work on that number. Whatever you, you need to do, I like to do that so that it stands out and I can always come back and fix it later but at least it's a it's a memory marker. So let's talk about assets. So schedule A schedule A is where we can list any kind of cash in the bank. So I like to list here um it might be a savings account listed as one item the next item might be cash um, hidden in, in, in our house. <laughs> uh, it might be cash um, in a checking account. It could be cash in a business account. It could be a savings account that you have for a new car. Any, any account that has cash in it goes here. I know it says cash in banks, but that's really just any place that you have liquid cash that goes here. And I like to list the name of the bank, the, the type of account, is it a savings, is it a checking, is it a, a telco, um, whatever it is listed there, the account number, that, that's always nice, the account balance. So if you have $100 in that, in, in that as cash, hit enter and it lists there. This is a column that's kind of interesting. If you have an account that doesn't uh, change very often, like it, we have a prudent reserve of three to six months of cash. That doesn't change very often. So I'll put current as of blank date. I might put 11-1-21. And that just shows that, that of this, as of this date, this is the amount of money that I have in the account. Schedule B is for any kind of accounts or loans or notes receivable. So if I'm, if I have a small business or if I have a, a B job and they owe me some money, this is where I list that, that job or that client, uh, maybe the account number or the invoice number, 
a, a description of what it is might be helpful to you. Uh, you know, loaned Jimmy $200 and the amount. This is also where you, you can put, um, if you did a job and he owes you money or you, any kind of accounts receivable that you've got, it goes right there. There's not much more to, to say about it, but let's say you loaned Jimmy some money, you owe him, loaned him $100 and he owes you $100, that goes there. Life insurance policies, so if you have a policy that is a whole life, which I don't recommend, but if you have a whole life policy, you can put the cash value, and it might be $1,000. You can put that there, and it adds it up right here. Um, other insurance, this is where I like to just be very clear about what insurance policies I have. So I might put in here Allstate or State Farm, Selective, you know, Car One, what are the deductibles, um, whatever I have with that insurance company, I, I list the information for car one. You know, for us, it's, it's a Tahoe for car one. Car two, it's a VW Volkswagen for my wife's car. Um, our home insurance coverage, any other details that you need to know, the monthly payment and the annual premiums, just good information that you don't need it every day, but whenever you, you need it, I promise you it feels good to know that I can come right here and find it. So this, this is a very important section that as you find this information by going through your files, as you find this information, it's great to plug it in to the right spot. And real estate. So I like to put the address, the name. So who's on the title? Is it, are you on the title? Are you and your partner on, on the title? It's good to list that out. So this might be U.S. Bank, or it could be you know, the mortgagee. Whoever has the mortgage on the bank, on, on the home, gets listed here. The original cost, so whatever you paid for the house, you could list that number here. It's just great to, to keep that in the back of your head. I, I think it's kind of neat to see the value go up. You can find that number on Zillow if you don't know what it is. Um, the market value, I've been using Zillow to put the value of our house right there. I was advised by some people that those numbers have gotten really accurate. You know, four to six years ago, that they were not very accurate when we moved into our house. But uh, today, they, they compare all kinds of comps, and um, that's what we use for our market value. And I needed to find a number... <laughs> You know, when I was doing my spreadsheet and trying to come up with, with, with a market value, if I, you'll see my chart of net worth. It goes down one day because I decided to use the tax assessor's um, value, market value for the house for, for what the tax assessor's document says our house, our, our house is worth. And that's great, greatly, largely undervalued. So I quickly was advised to not use that, but more of a market value. If we were to sell it today, what would it go for, you know, average? Um, monthly payment, what is the monthly payment that our house bill is today? You know, whatever that number is, put it right there. 
And then what's the total, if you were to pay off the mortgage today, what's the total left on the mortgage? That's the number that goes right here. That's a very important number. Um, and just to, to put some neat numbers in here, say that the house is worth $100,000 and your monthly payment is $1,000 and you owe let's just say for easy numbers, let's just say that you owe 50,000 on the house. So why is that important? Let's go back over here. It's, it's going to list your real estate is worth 100,000 and you owe 50,000 uh, to the bank. So that, that really helps a lot. You can see here that our cash that we have in the bank and our loans receivable $200 cancel out pretty much our the amount that we owe the the bank or whatever example we used and the amount that we owe in the credit card those wipe each other out pretty much um, we have a thousand two hundred dollars in assets you can see here assets and a thousand and five hundred two hundred five excuse me fifty thousand $200 in liabilities means that our net worth is $50,000. They call it a balance sheet. A lot of times you'll hear businesses call this a balance sheet. Um, it's a balance sheet because the assets balance out and equal the liabilities plus the net worth. So the total liabilities of $50,000 plus the net worth of $50,000 equals total liabilities and net worth. That number must equal the assets. I, I highlighted the, the net worth in green because that's, that's the important number. That's the number that's left over from everything that I own minus everything that I owe to people equals the net worth number. So these are just some other, other general sections. I'm going to make it a little bit larger here. These are just a, some more sections that I thought might be helpful. If, you're, if you or your spouse have a job, you could list out here um, the, you know, what your salary is. Uh, sometimes it's easy for me to get, easy for me to forget what my salary is. So listing it out here, it just helps to be very clear. B jobs, so if I have a B job, you know, what does that annual income look like? And then if I have any investments, what are the interest on those and any kind of dividends that might be coming in annually from those investments could also be listed as income. Those will be adding up and providing you with the total income. If you have a partner and you need to list out more sources of income on an annual basis, that could be listed here. These are just other um, estimated annual expenses you know, income tax, we're going to have to pay that. If you know your annual income, you can come up with an income tax estimate, any kind of other taxes that you might be needing to pay. Insurance premiums, mortgage payments, notes to the bank, credit card payments. It's just a place to list any kind of expenses that you know are going to happen over the course of a year. General information, you know, are there assets pledged right now? And you can check yes or no. Are you a defendant in any suits or legal actions, yes or no? 
Have you been declared bankrupt in the last 10 years? Yes or no. Do you have a will? It's very important to have a will. And you can put yes or no here and list the executor. So if it's your dad or your friend or your buddy that was in your wedding, you know, whoever that person is listed there. I made this little section because my goal is to put 15% of my income into a, a retirement account. And so I wanted to have, I wanted to know what my salary is plus my partner's salary, and then put a formula in here to come up with what is the, you know, what's 15% of that income. Then I can divide it by 12 and come up with how much do I need to be putting away every month to know that I'm putting away 15% of my annual income off the top into a retirement account. That's just a neat little tool that I created in my spreadsheet to make sure that I'm saving, saving properly for retirement. If you're just beginning all this section in blue here, I would not work on that first. I would first do it in the order of this video. If you need to stop it along the way, feel free to stop it. Uh, why, why are all these other sections listed out? Like, why are these sections listed here? And why is this right here a place where you can sign it and date it and your spouse or your partner sign it and date it? Why is that important? And why do, why do I have that on here? When I first came into recovery, I hit rock bottom and I owed so many people money and had lawyers all over me trying to um, basically squeeze blood out of a turnip. I didn't have any money. I needed to show that I didn't have any money. So this document prints very nicely. It, it, it can fit on one page and it's got all the information that an attorney would need in order to defend somebody like me. Uh, maybe you need help, to, you know, maybe you need to consult with a financial advisor or an attorney. This is what they wanna see. This is a snapshot of everything you got right now. So you can walk into a meeting and be very prepared. You could also walk into a, a PRG, which is a pressure relief group. You could walk into that meeting with everything listed out. You could walk into sitting down with a sponsor or you know somebody that you trust, like your parents, or maybe not your parents. I don't know. Uh, there are there's lots of benefits, but mainly it's to get clear with who's listed on what. Um, you know who's listed on the house, who's listed on the credit cards, who's listed on these cash accounts. You know maybe it it it's hard to tell. Um, Am I listed on this credit card or is are both of us listed on the credit card? All of that can be made very clear so that you can show this to people and get timely advice on what to do. So we've covered everything that I have on this spreadsheet. Right now, you should know what to do with my cash listed in the bank where to put that. One thing we didn't cover was assets. So if you have a car, list that here. If you have a golf cart, you can list that here and just put the amount of the car and the golf cart and it's gonna add it up because this adds up this whole column right here. If you have a car, 
um, maybe a TV, a set of golf clubs, whatever it is, I like to say anything over about $1,000, whether it's a guitar or a trailer out back, you know, anything worth over about $1,000 I would list here as an asset. You, the more things you put there, the better it is. I wouldn't necessarily put furniture. I had a guy yesterday want to know if he should put furniture on there. I wouldn't worry about the furniture. Any other kind of liabilities that you could think of that didn't fit in another spot can go right here, and that'll be captured um, in this net worth number. We talked about life insurance. We talked about real estate, how to handle that, accounts and loans and notes receivables, notes payable, you know, everything that we owe people. If we wrote a note to our daughter that says, hey, I owe you 50 bucks uh, and we stole money out of her piggy bank, you can put that on here too. That's a notes payable. And then assets minus liabilities equal net worth. So I hope you found this beneficial. Uh, please stay tuned. Our next video, we're going to talk about the daily spending plan. You know, what does that look like? What kind of journal to use? Tracking daily income, tracking daily spending, tracking net worth over time, you know, tracking what time you wake up, uh, tracking your time and, and how to do that. All that's covered in the daily spending plan. I also talk about goals and priority management, you know, how to use that spending journal and prioritizing goals daily. We'll talk a little bit about that in the next video. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Recording stopped.